is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark guards and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Welcome, welcome once again to the Strange Brew Podcast, where you get all your strange needs. The strangest of needs. We scratch that itch, baby. We'll scratch that itch when it comes to conspiracy, paranormal, fucking true crime, whatever you like, we got. You're drinking a fucking Miller Lite. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess I am drinking Bravo, which is really shit Jamaican beer, so. I got, uh, you see who I got on my koozie there? The uh, originator, originator of cracking open a cold one. Wow, where'd you get that? It's got Ed uh, Gein on it. It does. My, my, uh, my, one of my bestest buddies got me that, uh, buddy from this sweet band right here. I don't know what the fuck that says. Ishkabibble. Ishkabibble? There's a band Ishka-bibble. called Ishkabibble. Yeah, dude, they fucking shred. My mom used to call me Ishkabibble. Really? Yep. Your mom knows Yiddish? I don't know, but she used to call me that. Yeah, so what's going on, everybody? We're back with some more murderous women. Women? It's a woman. It is a one particularly murderous woman that we're talking about. Yes, and we're talking about Belle fucking Gunness. This is a woman who is essentially a cross between the frog with the bird legs. <laughs> I was going to say, she is... um. Maybe she's a reptilian. No, I think she's an amphibian. Reptilians could be amphibians, can they not? No, they cannot. By definition, a reptilian <laughs> and amphibian are two different creatures. Well, there's definitely a race of reptilians, and I have a feeling there is a race of amphibian creatures supposedly out there in the universe, because every every animal, to throw back to a reptilian episode, every animal and everything on Earth supposedly does have some sort of creature out there that's fucking humanoid. I don't know, maybe, but it's just like if we came from monkeys in some sort of universe, in some sort of uh, DNA structure, who knows? They could, there could be everything out there. I heard there's cat creatures, which I'd like to get into one day, the feline race. We kind of covered it on the Good Aliens episode a while ago. I mean, I sure as fuck watched the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s and think oh, yeah. of it as a documentary, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did uh, fucking eat a, cup, a, cu- a, little, a couple stems of mushrooms because I'm just microdosing randomly. Oh, my God. Stop eating mushrooms <laughs> before the show, Tom. Uh, I'll be fine. I, I took probably like a P3. I didn't measure it out, but it's probably around a P3. Guys, this show's going to go off the rails in fucking oh, two minutes. Oh, no, it's not. So we're talking about Belle Gunness. This is going to be a crazy episode. I said, like, we wanted to kind of cover her on the series because um, we're only doing a two. It's more or less a two-parter of, like, just Black Widow Killers because she's so extensive. Um, we might, we're going to dive, obviously, back into women's serial killers. This is us getting into it because, like I said, I want to cover more women serial killers out there. And, you know, and I think they need to be covered. I think we need to talk about women more, uh, you know, to be inclusive. So it's going to happen. And sorry for any misogynist or sexist remarks that I may make. (laughs) 
<laughs> why, why are you apologizing now? You've been making them since the fucking <laughs> it's true. origin of this show. I'm wearing my grandfather's old ass hat. I, this thing is probably from the fucking 1940s, 50s. So, yeah, why not? Fucking wearing a dead man's hat this time. <laughs> Also, uh, on Correction Corner here this week on Strange Brew, I know in the last Women Who Kill episode, I shouted out Living Dead Girls because they, uh, th- I thought that they covered one of the same women that we covered, but I was wrong. The woman they covered is Julia Tofana, who is the, the Aqua Tofana poisoner. Ah, yeah, we're gonna, like I said, a lot of women just kill with poison, but I would like to get into, um, it probably happened with Bewitch Banter to shout them out, but we're gonna have some chicks on to talk about some women serial killers, um, you know, once we get that little shindig started. So let's talk about Bell Gunners. Tom, how many times do we gotta go over this? Gotta go over this. Don't call broads chicks. Chicks, bitches, women, that's, fucking. That's a line from the movie UHF. <laughs> I don't know, UHF. You ate Jeff? Weird Al's movie. Uh, I'm uh, if I've seen that it was a long, long time ago. Dude, you long gotta watch. That. I got to see that in ago. theaters. Not when it originally aired, but in a re-release. There's wieners. No, but <laughs> oh. somebody made a uh, a contribution for the uh, the remake of RoboCop, and they made the dick shooting scene, but they made it have like fourteen full-on dicks out in it, and he just starts shooting and blowing up dicks. I'll send it what to you. It's f- ridiculous. Have you ever seen the Penis Puppeteers? I have not. I, I remember being on like a, uh, IFC back in the day when it would just show the randomest shit on like late night. Yeah. Like you'd have like the webcam show where it's all but webcam girls. And then you'd have the one about uh, Seymour Asses, the porn producer. Man, IFC used to have the Seymour weirdest butts. shit. Seymour Butts. Seymour Butts, yeah. What did I say? Seymour Asses. Seymour Asses. asses. <laughs> Seymour Butts, yeah. And um, so, and there was a, sh- I was like clicking on it and it sounds kind of gay, which it is, but it's funny. And these guys do live shows. <laughs> I know, don't look at me like that. Well, actually, no, I can't get mad. You use it in the correct... I mean, if yeah. it's two dudes with their dicks out... It's it is, and they do live shows. It was like this like show... I don't know if it's a show or just like a little doc about them. Are you talking puppetry of the penis? Yes, yeah. Yes, pu- yes, I have. The penis yes. puppeteers, and they do like the snail and the burger, and they do like the... F- it's fucking weird, man. Oh, it's called puppetry of the penis. <laughs> it's And they do it on a live stage, and people pay to see these guys twerk their I dick would. in certain ways. When I uh when I when I when I uh get my ex, uh, enhanced or my passport whichever comes first and I come to Canada I'm going to Peppermints. Oh yeah, Niagara, or there's the Sundowners. You can be mm. uh you can be upstairs. I'll be downstairs. Because I got guys upstairs. With girls peppermints. Downstairs. There's because mints mints is upstairs and peppermints is downstairs. Oh. oh. To the yeah. outsider, Bell Gunness might have looked like a lonely widow who lived in the American Midwest during the 19th and 20th centuries, but in reality, she was a killer, a murderer, a serial killer who killed at least 14 people. And some estimate that she might have killed as many as 40. Fucking yep. 40 people, man. 40 people is the estimation. Yeah, 14 yeah. that we've confirmed. And uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to how this place was, or how this, this thing was resolved. Yeah, not, or, don't, not like the molestation, because I'm sure Gacy did this, but she is like a female Gacy where she just murdered them and buried them wherever. Like, it's like, all right, here's good. I'm going to bury you on my property. 40 victims. I think well, Gacy had like 38 or something like that, which will be coming in the future. Mm-hmm. But fucking Gunnis had a system. After murdering two of her husbands... The Norwegian. Yeah, she was known as the female Bluebeard. That's I was gonna call. I was gonna. I don't know. My. Uh, I was gonna call it Belle Gunnis and her farm of death. Have you ever seen the pictures of her head? Of her head. 
of her head. Of her, all right, skip it ahead. Anyways, go ahead. The Norwegian-American woman posted ads in the papers looking for men to invest in her farm. Fellow Norwegian-Americans flocked to her property. Um, and other men. I don't think they were just Norwegian Americans, but like, but like, oh, Norwegian, oh, no, they were predominantly Norwegian Americans because that was her her big alluring thing. She'd always yeah. be like, "Come to me, I have a little slice of Norway waiting for you. <laughs> There's plenty of salted fish and other Norwegian treats waiting. Yeah, it's, and of yeah. course, my voluptuous snatch and my giant frog <laughs> mouth to suck on your balls with." Because she's uh, hoping for a taste of home. Along with the solid business opportunity, she also posted ads in Love Lore columns to attract wealthy bachelors. To lure her Be- last victim, Gunnis wrote... Basically just doing the Lonely Hearts Club thing, but yeah. you know, for, for, yeah. for, for early 1900s. Yeah, the Lonely Hearts is like, I'm sad, Come, I need somebody, please. Is anybody out there? <laughs> I don't want to sound desperate, but I'm kind of desperate, and I swear I would love to just be slamming into that the big <laughs> old frog mouth. <laughs> yes, and we will get into, uh, for the YouTube listeners, what she looks like, and we'll show you that damn frog mouth. Oh, so, yeah. To lure her last victim, Gunnis wrote, To the dearest friend in the world. Wait, no, that's not it. Not yet. Sorry. I, there is another part I should have got you to fucking read, but I didn't realize to know. I swear to God, Thomas, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you and take all your money and bury you in my hog farm. I mean, <laughs> to lure her I didn't last mean victim, to say that Gunnis, on the camera. I'm not going to do that. Gunnis wrote, um, we'll get to that part later. To lure her last victim, Gunnis wrote, my heart beats to, in wild rapture for you. My Andrew, I love you. Come prepared to stay forever. He did. Shortly after he arrived, Gunnis killed him and buried and dismembered his body in her fucking hog pen along with other corpses. That is what you were going to have me read, but you only read the last sentence. Uh, well, I think we're going to get to the whole letter later. Okie dokie. She was born Brimhild Paul Spatter Storths. I, I fucking looked how to pronounce this. And Brimhild Spatter Storths, right? Just say it right or don't even put my fucking name in your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Get Keep your fucking, my fucking name out your goddamn mouth. Bo- yeah, born uh, Brynhild on November 11th, 1859 in Sarbru, Norway. Brynhild was the youngest daughter of eight children born of a stonemason, Paul Storseth. And uh, Bur- Burrit? That's a terrible she, name. Her birthday is a nine days after mine. Great <laughs> to put a, another fucking negative bullshit on the Scorpio. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio too. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, she's fucking born three days after me. And oh my God, dude, it's a crazy time that's going on the murder spree and by far. I forgot that we are both Scorpios. It makes so much fucking sense now. And I, yeah, I remember when make... we first started talking that we're like, oh, we're both Scorpios. That makes so much fucking sense. Um, our sexual nature and our fucking weird fascination with weird shit. And it, and and it, we will celebrate together one day and we'll film it or some shit for the fans. We're the going t-shirt. to touch a stingers and the film it. <laughs> so, yeah, her father was a traveling, supposed to be her father, and I didn't know this until I was researching this, was a, was a traveling conjurer and magician. He was a, he was a back-in-the-day Chris Angel. This was the inspiration for Gypsies, the Tramps, and Thieves. Which, uh, you guys talking about the entire time? I, I might. I don't know if I can break <laughs> out the accent again. I've been practicing it all day, and it still kind of sounds a bit of Italian and a Norwegian. 
But I've, I've got it best. Is that good? And because I'm watching um, fucking Peaky Blinders, the last season, one of my favorite shows, man, it's so fucking good. It's The last season is getting crazy as fuck. I can't tell you how amazing this show is. One of my favorite yeah, shows. For all of our that. listeners, Tom will not shut oh the fuck up about this show and keeps trying to get me to watch it. I, remember, I, I will eventually. I was an older episode, and I was uh, just like, it's at work. I was like, make sure everything's queued up and all the episodes are, are spick and span. And I was mentioning it like so long ago to Billy, like probably like a, two years ago. Um, but it's it, I and I said this to Anton that I want to and eventually we will cover gypsies and fuck people that don't that care about it I guess because there's some people that don't like the word gypsy well fuck off my buddy I have two buddies that are Romanian and they're like just call them gypsies who gives a fuck who cares um, so supposedly he was a, her father was a conjurer and a magician which is kind of funny and when Belle was a mere child, she did participate in exhibitions by dancing on a tightrope. She was like a circus act bitch. Where the fuck did you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Where did you find that information? Because I was all looking of my accounts around. were that she was just a farmhand. No, I was... Yeah, that's she was a farmhand, but supposedly she was in acrobatics um, and bouncing off that dick uh, with that frog mouth that she has. I was going to say, when she's that age, she doesn't look as much like a frog. No, she, she still has the frog mouth. Oh, she's, she's definitely got that wide fucking Norwegian. Yeah. That's okay, this way one worse. is is that trademark that in's mouth look. Yeah. T- time definitely took her uh toll on her from how she looks like a pretty young girl right now um to what she looks like in the end of this. She looked like a pretty young girl when she was younger and then progressively got more frumpy and creepier and disgusting looking. You think it's like a reverse witch where with every life she takes, she just looks more and more like a toad? <laughs> it's like age really, age hit her like a fucking semi fucking truck. And uh, you know what? Like maybe, maybe the, the, the dick sucking, it's like dick sucking lips. She's got like that. She can wrap her lips around a fucking big old hog. That's what they're made for. That's what, that's what women's lips were. That's why God made lips were for dick sucking said it before and i'll say it again men suck way better dick (laughs) well they know what they like it's the same way lesbians must know how to eat pussy better some stereotypes uh while they may be hurtful some of them are probably fairly accurate (laughs) and i don't think it's really hurtful i feel like women probably do know how to you know perform cunnilingus better than yeah than most men and uh men definitely never mind anyways (laughs) they they obviously they did prosper a little bit and um you know and they're through their fragility they were able to retire when Belle was still in her teens, like her parents. And uh, her father purchased a little farm in their native land. It's like she could, like, they seemed to be comfortable enough where her parents did retire when she was a teen. So it's just like she seemed to want more and more. But their retirement in Nor- Norway c- could be a lot different than what it would be like to retire in America. That's super weird because uh, according to uh, Hell's Princess by Harold Schechter, like, she was poor. That was like weird. the whole thing is that she grew up poor. And just would lust after money, so she would do anything that it took to get it, which is why she became so ruthless. Well, this article so, I, I thought Ducked Up Go is fucking lying to me. I found a whole whole article on this like beatnik website, and I go through the research of arguably the greatest true crime writer yeah. of our generation, and you go on Duck Duck Go. Yep, fucking Harold Schechter, Sheckler, whatever the fuck. Is I it. love Harold Schechter, dude. The fucking what did Eddie? Uh, did you hear what Eddie Gein done? That book that he did with Eric Powell. Oh, I heard oh. about that. Oh, it's so good. I got the pre-order, so mine, mine's an autographed copy. And then I also got this with it. I paid for the extra 10 bucks, so I got the sketchbook that came with it. 
Oh, that's awesome. I wanted that. That's hilarious. Dude, it's so good. Then look on the Sick. back. See the faces on the wall. You should send me that. <laughs> Just give it to me for my shit. birthday. I'm sending you shit. Uh, I miss I Eddie Gein as much as Billy. the book for your birthday, yeah. but I'm not sending you my autograph. I'm, I miss Eddie Gein like Billy misses Richie. <laughs> That's why I got a, I got old goody Eddie boy with me right now drinking my beer. Mm. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so when she was in her, like, so then they supposedly purchased a farm. Supposedly she probably was poor, but uh, maybe her parents retired to the farm to work on the farm. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, it might maybe be one of those things, it? too, where the parents had the money, but they didn't let on. Like, you know how Crowley's parents never let him know that they were rich? And yeah. that was one of his biggest gripes, is he's like, I never understood that we were fucking rich, because we didn't live that way. That's true. Maybe that was it. Yeah. She was then raised in a small farm in Inbigia, Inbigia Norway. Inbigia. And grew up to be physically a very strong woman, saying 5'9", and uh, she was 5'9". And she weighed over her heaviest. 200 pounds. Yeah, she got the two. Uh, so the, all accounts say that she was about six foot yeah. and 280 pounds at her heaviest. She And she does not look porky. She is a brick shithouse. Yeah, and th- like uh, we'll get into it, but supposedly men did desire her. And, you know, they obviously wore corsets. She's definitely in some of the photos we're showing for the YouTube. She's oh, defi- that's, yeah, tell me that's not a fucking a waste. She's finder. definitely wearing a corset, a corset, but supposedly I couldn't find it. But I watching a doc on it. They had actually a picture of her when she was probably in her early 20s and she wasn't wearing a corset. And you could see that she did have an hourglass shape, which at the time was like men wanted that. They strive for that. The th- it was like thick, but like well, Marilyn Monroe thick. Waist trainers would leave you with an hourglass figure. That's the whole point. But you had to wear them constantly. It's like gauging your ears, basically. Yeah, well, look at but the... But it does. Yeah. It, re- it literally rearranges your organs on the inside. Well, look at the way that Kim Kardashian pushes this type of product to 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 chicks. And, like, I want to look like Kim Kardashian. It's like, half of her photos are fucking edited, so it looks like she has a smaller waist. That one where it's, like, the fam- that broke the internet, where she got her ass popped out, that was super fucking edited. I jerked off to it, but it was still edited. Oh, my God. Did you really? I I dab jerked off to Kim Kardashian. It's bad. Ew. I know. Gross. I didn't even know who she was for the longest time. I was like, uh, who's th- who's this bitch? And now she's all famous dating my fucking homie, Pete Davidson. Oh, Me God, and him used to too? hang You like Pete Davidson, too? I fucking too? like Pete Davidson, bro. Nah. I like him. One common but unverified story says that when she was 18, she was pregnant... <laughs> And she attended a country dance. While there, she was attacked by a man who fucking hoofed her in the fucking stomach, causing her to miscarry. Okay, you're you're making it way nicer than it actually happened. So <laughs> she got pregnant from a local businessman, and he beat the fuck out of her. It wasn't what? just oh yeah, it wasn't just a kick to the stomach. He beat the living piss out of this poor girl until she miscarried. You want to hear a bad story about this chick I used to know? Uh, one of the girls. Is it related to the show? Are we going uh, it is kind of related to the show about pregnancy and and just 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 quickly for a little banter. Is that I knew this chick. She was dating one. Uh, she was a friend of this, the chick I lost my virginity to. When I got into a really adult relationship when I was a kid, I was very young, and she was pregnant. She was dating my buddy Dylan, and she was pregnant at the time, and she was like fourteen, and she would. 
fucking throw herself down the stairs. She didn't want the baby. She was extremely poor. The story I've told about knowing the guy that was a white crip and he had no arm. This is the same chick. Yeah, he had no arm. He, he had got his arm fucked up in a, a motorcycle accident and they took out the bones from his arm, which is really weird. So he used to just be flappy and then eventually they got it amputated because um, of the way the surgery went. And he was a white crip, supposedly, in this fucking city called Brantford in Canada. It's really weird. She grew up in a very poor environment. I went there one night and I I was like, oh man, I thought I was like kind of poor. This chick is fucking poor. And, and then, so she would let my fucking friends punch her in the stomach so she could kill the kid. That poor girl. She was kind of fucked, but she's a fucking pregnant 14 year old. She doesn't know shit. Dude. <laughs> I know she, she threw herself down the stairs to get rid of the baby. But yeah, I don't know the circumstances and, at the time. She if I was raped. 14 and pregnant, I probably would too. I don't know what the circumstances of the story is. But yeah, I grew up a very right. fucked this, life. You know, I know you're not in Canada, or you're in Canada, so you don't got to deal with this shit. But this yeah. is why abortion needs to stay legal yes. and safe. God damn it. Fuck you, Texas. Fuck all I you know. fucking states. And I don't get the people that are against that stuff. Like, it's just like, let you do it. It's if because I, fucking yeah. Trump got the extra fucking asshole fucking yeah. conservative judges in. And regardless of what they did for the Second Amendment, I don't fucking care right now. What yeah. I give a shit about is that they are systematically, in this country, dismantling the separation of church yes. and state. And if I and once that happens, yeah. my faggot ass is dead. So no, I don't you're not. Leave it alone. And the thing is, if I have a kid, it is my fucking choice if I want to drown it in a bathtub or if I want to fucking shake it too hard. That's my, no, that's my kid. That's my property. That's murder, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. You can so, only kill it while it's in the womb. The man who became, uh, came from a wealthy family was never prosecuted by the Norwegian authorities because he was wealthy. He paid them he off. Wealthy, of course, because rich people always get off with shit. Yeah. Afterwards, them. the locals said that Brimhill's personality drastically changed after that. It probably traumatized her. Yeah, wouldn't yours? Probably traumatized her. So a, a short uh, time later, the man who had kicked her died in what was supposedly stomach cancer. Maybe. So there's there's rumors that were floating around, but they've never been corroborated. And obviously, we'll never be able to you know get yeah. to the bottom of it. But there was talk that he was maybe poisoned with arsenic. But yeah, stomach cancer, arsenic. Keep in mind, this is the early 1900s. Medicine wasn't exactly perfected yet. I mean, it's no. still not perfected now. But even back then, it was like, we, we were maybe like, what, five years off from, yeah, you got ghosts in your blood and you should do cocaine about it yeah. kind of medicine. Yeah, did you, did you, you got to wash your hands before touching inside the organs? Nah. <laughs> what soap? Yeah. Oh, she then went to work as a servant on a wealthy farm for the next seven years. Then in 1881, following her sister's example, who immigrated to America, Brimhild moved to the United States where she assumed an American-style name. She's like, I need something something strong, something American. So, And then she made her way to so Chicago, Bell. Illinois, uh, where she uh, worked as a servant for a time. And this is an indentured servant, right? Like someone who gets paid... To just be a servant. No, that's not exactly how it works. No? So indentured servitude is basically somebody says, hey, I will pay your way, and for I will pay for your and room money. and board, and you have to work it off. But uh, you're working it, but the thing is is that with many indentured servants, it wouldn't be them who would work it off. It would be the generation after them that would be the ones that could like like you could what? maybe retire. Yeah. So you basically were uh you signed up to be a slave. In order to get away from whatever country, in order to immigrate to wherever you were going. Other oh. indentured servant is like you just uh, sold out your time as we work now the same way. No. Ah, and nope. I. Uh, 
That's what I thought. And I thought you just probably worked like fucking 16 hours a day. No, that's just what <clears> you, that's how people worked back then because there were no labor unions. Man, I love microdosing. The, the, the beginning of it's great, and then you just feel normal after. I, mean, <laughs> I definitely feel something. Uh, in 1884, Gunnis married Mads Albert Sonoris, Sonoris, in, Sonoris. Ch- in Chicago, and two years later, they opened a candy store. That was not very successful. The, what, what do you think is the type of candy they were serving? Do you want some pickled herring candy? Yeah. I have I have a lollipop that's got the frog's eye inside of it. <laughs> it's like the shit. It is traditional candy. Norwegian delicacy. There goes our Norwegian listeners. Yeah, I have any. Not long afterward, uh, we have actually a bunch of Swedish listeners, and that's hey guys. Enough. I love black metal. Keep burning down churches. Yep. Not long, which we will cover one day. It will happen. Uh, one of my oh, favorite. I'm gonna movies. jerk off the Vark Vikernes again. Yes, one of my favorite movies is Lords of Chaos. It's so good. Read the book. I know, but the movie's great. I like Macaulay Culkin's brother. Not long Human. afterwards, their home and store mysteriously burnt down. And according to what I, the docs I was watching, right, that he didn't know that she did this, but she realized that she was down her luck. This wasn't her American dream. And then she was like, uh, I got to figure out something to do. And, and, and insurance at the time was fairly new. So they actually like were like, huh, I don't know about this. And then they paid her out. And then she realized at that moment that, hey, I can make money from this. Well, yeah, insurance fraud was kind of the crime du jour of the time where it was like, oh, there aren't really a bunch of people to come out and investigate thoroughly. It's not as though forensics were really a thing. So as long as the thing looked legit, I know they said it was what? It was a kerosene lamp that exploded. Yeah. But they couldn't find any shards of glass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that it did. There's actually a family that I can't remember the name right now, but there's a family who made their fortune. There's a really famous grave of the dude next to his uh, wife in bed. Um, I think actually Living Dead Girls posted the picture of it. Um, But he's next to his wife in bed, and that's the tombstone, and he's, like, showing her notes and something, and she's like, hmm. But that's uh, um, the person who invented the non-exploding lantern. Ah, yeah. Because lanterns would just combust. Things they weren't, weren't very built. safe back then. No, no, they were not. So the couple collected the insurance money and bought a new home. The pair had four children. Caroline, Axel, Rose, just joking. Um, Axel, Myrtle, and Lucy. Axel is a pretty, like, is that a name that's existed for a long time? That's a, that's a weird name it to It is have. weird. Uh, Sweet Carolina is um, about... uh, We already covered that in the last episode. Skip it. Let's go. (laughs) We didn't talk about it, though. Yes, Uh, we did. (laughs) We didn't, though. Also, that's uh, that's bullshit. I did a bunch of research on it when we were done. I I don't think so. Neil Diamond's Go do more research. Uh, Axel died as infants from acute colitis. Uh, The symptoms, which were nausea, fever, diarrhea, peptobismal, and lower abdominal pain and cramping are also symptoms and forms of poisoning. And obviously, mm-hmm. everyone points to that she murdered her own child because she knew that there would be insurance payout. No, spoiler alert. No, actually, I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to give away the end of the story. Yeah. Um, they collected on life insurance policies for both children. Um, so it's so... She's... <laughs> What a crazy issue. Like, and it, it got to this point, we'll talk about it later, essentially that her her own children weren't looked at as like people, you know, that could love and share in this f- fucking stolen wealth, kind of. Um, that they, Ill-gotten gains. They were like, yeah, there was ill-gotten gains. They were looking at, looked at as something like where I can make money off of this. 
<coughs> Casey well, Anthony. it wasn't even just that, but like a lot of people took that attitude towards children back in the day. And I think part of it, I, I'm not going to excuse the people, but yeah. I think part of it probably has to do with the mortality rate of children back in the day, where it was like, unless they reached adolescence, you tended to not get too attached to them, because yeah. they very well might just die by the time they're five. Cholera. Cholera, getting attacked by animals. Like, like, oh, Billy was out in the fucking field and got bit by a snake. I don't know why it's always Billy. <laughs> it's I'm always sorry, Billy. Billy. But it's always Billy. There's a Billy in every single movie, every single story. Especially back it's a go-to then. name. Yeah. William was a very popular name, and that's not yeah. even Billy's name, but anyways. It is Billy's name. You think they I thought just... his name was Billy. No, they did you think that, they, that his dad just named him Billy? Yeah. No, no his name is Didn't fucking William that? Kirby. And he's like, I can't take that name till I'm like fucking 60. Oh, my God. And then he's like, Willie sounds like a pedophile. And he's like, <laughs> so, yeah. And then Bill, he's like, Bill sounds like a guy that smokes 10 packs of cigarettes. And I was like, well, you're right. Bill sounds like the kind of dude that sits at the same bar every day yeah. from the time he gets off of work until 10 p.m. On June 13th, 1900, <laughs> uh, Gunnis and her family were counted on the United States census in Chicago, recording her as the mother of four children only who had two were living, Myrtle A. and Lucy B. Also counted was an adopted 10-year-old girl identified as Morgan Couch. Morgan LaFay Couch. Her name was Couch. Couch. What a fucking horrible name. I was hoping for Morgan Ottoman, but I guess Couch is the family <laughs> name, so... But who, who was later known as Ginny Olsen. Um, on Gen- yeah, I wonder who her kids are at now. They're probably dead, but... On July 30th, 1900, Albert Sorensen died the same day his two life insurance policies overlapped. Yeah. Yeah, that was awfully convenient timing. Wink, 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 wink. The first doctor to see him, uh, he had suffered from strychnine poisoning. However... The family's doctor from the Sornesons treated him as an like they they knew that he was being treated for an enlarged heart. His mm. heart grew two sizes that day, and because he of can, cocaine abuse. Yeah, do you think that's why? No, I'm just making oh, that can ha- yeah yeah. Um, he- was it? Uh, there's a rap line by the Four Owls, or it's like uh, heavy on your heart, like years doing lines of coke or something like that. It's fucking. It's well, yeah, no, that's that's a symptom of of years of cocaine abuse is an enlarged heart. Yeah, as soon as when I was doing it back in the day, and I started researching it more and more. Well, it also almost killed me because of uh, fentanyl, but. Uh, that's a the coke didn't kill you. No, the coke didn't almost kill you. The fentanyl. Yeah, uh, but the thing is that as soon as I looked into it, about it, it would cause little scars on your heart. It scared the fuck out of me. A lot of stuff does. Oh my god, what the fuck! And then so uh, I concluded his death was caused by heart failure. An autopsy was considered unnecessary because his death was not suspicious. It's like right. you could have caught it right there, motherfuckers. Most likely. Though her husband's family demanded an inquiry into his death, obviously, claiming Bell had poisoned her husband to collect on insurance, which she's done before. In the end, she was rewarded with $8,500, uh, $8,500, um, and it was about uh, $240,000 in today's Adjusted money. for inflation, yeah. With what, with what she thought, uh, then she brought, bought... The farm on the outskirts of uh, outskirts of Laporte, Indiana, because as soon as people started catching on, she actually got out of Chicago. Yeah, like, like you're supposed to. And there's actually this is what I think like five years after H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. 
or she actually may have been in Chicago. I, yeah, I think it was five five or so years after H.H. Holmes was caught and executed. People started catching on and being like, oh, there is people like this. And so, yeah, she bought that farm out in uh, Indiana, and it was reported that both the boat and the carriage houses burnt to the ground shortly after she acquired the property. So she burnt down the candy store, and then she burnt down another fucking house, pretty much. It's She's a, she's a nutbag. But we're talking about a time when you didn't have agencies that communicated with one another as well. Yeah. So it's not as though there's just a database where you can be like, oh, Bell Gunness. Oh. Oh, she has a lot of fires near her. Yeah, it's really weird. I am a heavy smoker, and I like <laughs> to sleep and smoke. Yes. Oh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah, it's, wait, wait. It's there's, there's, there's traces of accelerant. I also like to drink a bunch of moonshine while I go to sleep. And she was preparing to move uh, from Chicago to Laporte when she was preparing to do that. She became re-encountered. Uh, re fuck, God damn it. She was reacquainted. Uh, Is that how you say that? Reacquainted? Reacquainted. Reacquainted. Acquainted. She became reacquainted with a recent widower named Peter Gunnis. Today on Phonics with Tomcat. Yeah. Uh, also from Norway, Gunnis. He's a handsome little devil, isn't he? Yeah. He actually is a pretty good looking dude. Um, he's got the suave mustache and the little chin beard. I'd slob on it. Hey, he's, he's got big ears, though. He's, he can listen to our conversations where we talk. You know, he's able to listen to me bitch about how much I'm going to murder him after. <laughs> so um, he was uh, supposedly a butcher by profession, and Bell was remarried in Laporte. Is it Laporte? It has an E on the end. Not Laporte. On April 1st, 1902, just one week after the ceremony, Peter's infant daughter died. Uncertain causes while being alone in the house with mm. Bell. I fucking wonder why. I really do. I wonder why would that happen? At, at a certain point, if you have that many unexplained deaths around you, I mean, yeah. people should be looking into you and being like, hmm. That's weird. <laughs> so I it, just know a lot of people who like <laughs> to die. In December 1902, Peter himself uh, met with a tragic accident. According to Bell, he was struck on the head while a sausage grinding machine had toppled off the high shelf in the kitchen. It's like, how did that happen, though? So they uh, they said that he was keeping his shoes uh, in the kitchen because he kept them near the, the oven, and I'm assuming it was an old wood-burning stove, so I there was probably always the wood-burning in there. Yeah. Keep his shoes warm. Uh, it is like, it's the middle of America, so it gets pretty fucking cold in the winters, so that's, that's not unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then, so the way that they said that he died is that he basically was in the kitchen, this thing fell and hit him in the head, and uh, she was like, hey, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm just gonna go lay down. Which anything, with the first rule of anyone who might have a concussion, do not let them fucking fall asleep. No, yeah. And then um, she's like, well, I let him fucking sleep, and now he's dead. Yeah. And then, well, then, so she found him face down. Yeah. So that's how they're saying, because he had a broken nose, and he had a contusion in the back of his head, and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but when the coroner how looked at How drunk was that fucking coroner? I know, and that's what I was going to say. When the coroner looked at her, uh, the body, he allegedly mummered. This is a case of murder. He's like walked away. He's like, this is a case of murder. So fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. He just didn't do anything about it. And to make matters worse, one of Bell's children told a classmate that her mother had hit her husband over the head with a fucking cleaver. But also there's different stories that say it's a mallet. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be a cleaver because if it was a cleaver, there would be an actual laceration. Yeah, uh, it, it was most likely a mallet. And uh, it's and supposedly the teachers over uh, teacher overheard this too, which is fucked. So though the authorities investigated, the formidable Bell was convincing uh, enough. There were no charges were ever filed. A year later, Peter's brother Gust, man, what a name, Gust, Gust, uh, took Peter's older daughter Swanhild to Wisconsin. Swanhild. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the only child to supposedly have survived Bell Gunnis. Yeah, so crazy. So Bell's husband's death netted her another three grand, which mm-hmm. was um, 81 grand today. $81,000 in today's money. Out. Man, if I had that money, I could fucking retire. Just joking. Not I need a bunch of rich, dead ex-husbands. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Local people refused to believe that her husband could have been so clumsy. He had run a fog harm. He has ran a fog harm on the property and was... A, ho- no, a fog harm? Fog... 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 God damn it. <laughs> he had ran... A hog farm. <laughs> he had ran a hog farm on the property and was known to be an experienced butcher. So how the fuck would have this happened to him? To uh, the district coroner reviewed the case and unequivocally announced that he had been murdered. And, you know, the coroner's jury took a look into the matter. However, Gunnis successfully convinced the investigator that she was an innocent of any wrongdoing. She's like, I felt, she, I suppose he was like, I befell so much tragedy. I was so oh, yeah. She played the grief stricken widow role very well. She's like, <laughs> 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 He was here and now he's dead and he died. Ah! They're just like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Whatever. I don't. Fine. And it's it's weird care. because she didn't mention that she was pregnant at the time, which actually would have probably had people more sympathetic towards her. Well, then there's the whole stereotype back then, too. It'd be like, oh, shit, she's pregnant. The hormones. Oh, I don't want to yeah, deal with that. In May 1903, Gunnis gave birth to her son. She named Philip. Mm, very American name. In late 1906, yep. Bell told neighbors that her foster daughter, Jeannie Olson, had uh, gone away to supposedly Lutheran College in Los Angeles. My daughter just pulled up the stakes and went to California unexpectedly. Jeannie's uh, body would later be found buried in her adoptive mother's property, which we will get to at the end yep. of this. <laughs> Yes, in late 1906, Bell told neighbors, uh, I already said that, in 1907, she employed a farmhand, uh, was Ray Leopard, Leopard, this guy's got a crazy stare, he's definitely, he has piercing gaze, I know, like, I'm gonna fucking murder you, stab you in the chest and bury you on a farm, wait, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, look at that hair, yeah, Lapier, I think that's his name, sure, uh, Ray Lapier, uh, Leapier, not L- Lampier, I think his name is, to help with chores. However, would soon uh, word would soon spread that her relationship with uh, Ray was more than strictly professional. Oh no, that's the dude that was fucking pork and bell the entire time. Yes, he was fucking her while she was looking Ray Lampier. While when drinking, Ray often boasted of sleeping with his employer. Yeah, fucker. 
Yeah, you know, every night, and I know that we're not supposed to talk about it because it's our dirty little secret, but every night she comes into my room and gobbles on my balls, <laughs> and then I take them and I stuff them deep inside of her egg sack. I don't and then think I, he was I, Norwegian. I shoot the ropes. <laughs> I don't think No, he, he wasn't Norwegian. As, well, <laughs> Lampierre, Lampierre, he might have been, but uh, I, I would assume me. that anyone who has sex with Belgunas just automatically gets the accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So obviously she bo- he boasted about it, which came to no surprise with many who only saw Belle as, you know, a woman who liked to dress and supposedly she liked to dress in men's overalls and do her own hog butchering. So uh, she was a uh, lesbian. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> well, there go our lesbian <laughs> listeners. Just fucking kidding. I'm sorry to everybody else in, in, in my community. I do my best to keep Tom on point, but I can't I can't control him all the time. I don't know any chicks. Actually, there's I can if a chick just I saw this video of this chick with huge tits and she was just wearing overalls and they were just hiding her nips and it was nice. It was it was really nice, man. I, I actually a buddy that I used to work with sends me all sorts of weird shit, and this is a year ago, and I was like, "Wow, that's some big knockers on that chick." I saw a, a picture of a guy who was wearing, you know, like a jumpsuit, like Michael Myers wears, but it was zipped all the way down, and you know, his chest was exposed in the V, and his dick and balls were out in the front, and that was nice. <laughs> so obviously, but every time you say something stupid, I'm just gonna counter it with <laughs> talking about some random gay porn that I've seen. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So, obviously, there was another side of Belle that eventually everyone would see. Ray would not be enough for Belle. She wanted something more and began looking for new suitors by inserting following advertisements into Love Lord I'm gonna, columns. I'm going to interject and stop you right there. I don't think that she was looking for someone to fuck her the way that Ray was. I'm pretty sure, by all accounts, Ray was giving it to her the way that she wanted. Yeah. But Ray was broke. And mm-hmm. Ray was one of the only people to live through the whole spoiler yeah. alert. Ray was not killed by Belgunas. No. No. Um and there's there's a lot of talk about him being an accomplice to Bell, but I firmly believe that if he was, she would have murdered him. Yeah. To keep him quiet. Yeah. Um uh, because he was never yeah. viewed as an intelligent man. He was viewed as kind of simple and kind of a big talker. She was she's put her ad out there like, you know, uh, you know, it's a, I'm a widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts of LaPorte Country, Indiana. You know, despite the the acquaintances of gentlemen equally well provided. She wanted someone that also had a, a fortune and also was kind of well off is what she was looking for. Look, look, I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she definitely is, but she ain't messing with no broke farm. And the thing is, no replies by letter considered uh, were considered unless the sender is uh, is willing to follow the answer with a personal visit. So triflers need not apply. So she didn't want any of that trifling bitches. She didn't want none of that. And so when she put out the ad too, it was like she wanted people to liquidate their fucking they want all she wanted cash. She's like she always told them to bring all of yeah. their money with them. And uh for our younger listeners, she didn't want anyone that's only there to flirt or exchange nude photos. You know what I mean? Like like if you all were on a dating app or something yeah. and somebody was just like, Let me see them tits. Yeah. Let me see them tits. She's like, fuck off. You're not gonna see my tits unless you bring your fucking wild. <laughs> but she would get she was getting like ten letters a day oh, according she to her post. Yes. 
Supposedly, Bell was often seen going for carriage rides with strangers on Sunday afternoons. Bell was wearing the finest clothing on it on these occasions, and her hair she was rich. Yeah, her hair was adorned the latest style, usually accompanied by a handsome man. She was unrecognizable from the rough farm woman that locals used to see walking about. So that's either a testament to Bell being charismatic and smooth yeah. as a motherfucker. Or that's a testament to how slim the pickings were of other women. Yeah. So one of these men was John Moe, who arrived from Elbow Lake, Minnesota, and he brought <laughs> he brought more than a thousand dollars with him to pay off her mortgage, or so he sh- he told neighbors whom Gunnis introduced him as her cousin. It's really weird. Yep. Every man that came by, she'd be like, "This is my cousin." And they would always see them checking in. Roaches check in, but they don't check out. Yeah. yeah, he disappeared from her farm within a week of his arrival. Next came George Anderson from Missouri, who stop doing that. Um, you're not Pyro. Um, who also said he would pay the mortgage off if they decided to wed. Later that night, while sleeping in the guest room, Anderson awoke and startled to see Belle standing over him. She. <sighs> I just sleeping good. <laughs> Peering into his eyes, holding a candle in her hand. That would be fucking horrifying. Just I seeing, would just leave. Just like, seeing I'm gonna, her, I'm like, gonna go. Just looking at you, just staring, man. She's just staring right dead in your fucking eyes. Fucking, she creeps me out, man. At that point in time, wouldn't it behoove you to be like, behoove I was you. really horny. I just wanted to crawl into bed. Yeah, with you. I know. To like avert suspicion a little bit I or know. something, be like. I just really wanted you to take a look at me lower whiskers. It's funny because later you stated that the expression on her face was so sinister um, <laughs> and murderous that he let out a yell. Oh, fuck! Like, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, you know, we're showing this image for the audio listeners of her face. And this is what I would like to scorn. Like, oh, I'm, I want to kill all these kids that I fucking have on my lap. Uh, so and then um which is crazy so she immediately ran from the room without uttering a single word so he was she he scared the fuck out of her and then she bolted out of there feeling terrified and uncomfortable anderson believed that gunnis intended to murder him and he quickly jumped out of bed and threw his clothes on without saying goodbye he fled the house and ran away getting on the first train headed back to missouri and he never returned for his belongings and never spoke to bell again I've heard a conflicting report that it was he waited until the morning but did not sleep, did not go back to sleep, and then... It's like sleeping with the covers, like, just... Yeah, just kind of sitting up, just being like, I guess I'm just going to read for a little bit. (laughs) Oh, good God, this isn't fun. Yeah. I don't want to die in this horrible (laughs) hog farm. The suitors kept coming, but none uh, except for the lucky Anderson ever left the Gunnis farm. More and more came. In the meantime, she began ordering large trucks to be delivered, kept the shutters of her home closed day and night, and mainly kept to herself. Oh, this guy's got a fucking stupid name. Oil B. Bugsberg? His name is it's O-L-E. Oil? Yeah, I got, I got the names pulled up. Hang on, let me find it. Oil B. Bugsberg. <laughs> it's a fucking horrible name. Is oh, why is it not on here? An elderly widow from uh, Wisconsin appeared next. He was seen last alive at Laporte, save, uh, the savings bank, on April 6, 1907, where he mortgaged his Wisconsin land there and signed over a deed and obtained seven, several thousand dollars in cash. Bugsburg's son had no idea 
their father had even gone to visit Gunnis to Bell, and when they finally arrived, uh, and they finally discovered his destination, they wrote to her, and she promptly responded, saying that she never even saw their father. I never, never saw oil. Up. I don't know what you're talking about. I never saw. But he cashed his he cashed his checks at the. Is bank it oil or was it? That's Ollie. nothing to do with me. Is it Ollie? It's O L E. Ollie. Ollie. Ollie B. Budsberg. <laughs> Got to say it in the Norwegian accent. Oh, I was saying Bugsberg. It's Budsberg. Budsberg. <laughs> what a name. But man. it's probably closer to Budsberg. And then obviously next in uh, December 1907, Andrew. Um, I can't pronounce this. Hellig- Andrew Heligan. Heligan Heligan. <laughs> it's easier to say it when you say it with that. A bachelor from Aberdeen, South Dakota, yep. wrote to her and was warmly received. They exchanged many letters until a letter arrived that overwhelmed him. And that letter said, it, it said it follows. No, I'll read, I'll read it in Bale's voice. Okay. It's be a little the girly. dearest friend in the world. No woman in the world is happier than I am. I know that you are now to come to me and be my own. I can tell from your letters that you are the man I want. <laughs> it does not take one long to tell when I go to like a person. And you, I like better than anyone in the world. <laughs> I know. Think how we will enjoy each other's company. Think of how you will put your fist deep inside of me. You, the sweetest man in the whole world, will be alone with each other. Can you conceive of anything nicer? I think of you constantly when the light nights are cold and my fingers are wet and warm. When I hear your name mentioned, I come. And this is when one of the dear children speaks of you. And I hear myself humming it with the words of an older lover song. It is beautiful music to my ears. My heart beat in wild rapture for you, my Andrew. I love you. I'm prepared to stay forever <laughs> in the fucking ground. And bring all your money, please, because I'm going to kill you. I mean, I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> I will play some music behind that just for fun. I've added a few lines to that, but I think <laughs> no I just shit. took artistic license and made it better. Uh, in response to uh, her letter, Andrew rushed to her side January 1908, and he had a check with him for $2,900 in his savings. Oh, my sweet Abel, can we please bump the uglies now? She was definitely ugly, probably by this time. She had drawn from uh, supposedly a local bank. After a few days, Andrew arrived. He and Gunnis appeared at the savings bank in Laporte and deposited a check. And it seems like there was many guys that were at this bank. And then they were just, I don't know where they went. I don't know. They're gone. At the time, Bell started to have problems with her farmhand, Ray. Ray was deeply in love with Gunnis. And perform any chore for her. I want you to just to, to brush away the fucking the, the goddamn cobwebs from my vagina because I got the new soother. I don't think that uh, there were any cobwebs in her vagina yeah. because her and Ray were fucking yeah. on the regular. She so. was like dry, and that's hard. To well, do. and yeah, and Ray. Uh, that's the thing is that Ray is really like one of the most tragic figures of this story. I know a lot. Oh, yeah. Like I said, a lot of people think maybe he was an accomplice. I do not. I don't subscribe to that theory at all. You know why? Because he's a man, and men don't do anything wrong. I'm kidding. Uh, yes, kidding. that's very but, true. Uh, no, so yeah, Ray was pissed because I think Ray seriously was like infatuated yeah. with this woman, and I think he just he had a thing for fucking older women. Yeah, and I we'll, feel like we'll get to it later in his trial and stuff. But it, she was it, at like, her like I feel like she was looking really gnarly at this time. So considering whatever, it's the fact that so many men were after her was kind of surprising. It is entirely happened. possible. Okay. 
Now and then, uh, so she was looking pretty gnarly. Yeah, she was looking pretty gnarly. I I would assume by that time it's not even back in the day. Like she was pretty, and then progressively got worse. Well, I mean that's that happens to all of us. It's called aging. Not everybody ages like a fine wine. Generally, we uh, age I don't like know. Uh, Necker has a line where it's just like, uh, when we, uh, when men get older, they blossom, but women get old, they start rotting. Necro is very sexist. If you listen, look up the artist Necro and just just listen to some of his music because yeah, it's, it's extremely. He has a whole fucking song called "The Ten Pimp Commandments." It tells you how to pimp out women. He's like, uh, you can uh, hit them whatever with a golf club, make sure they don't draw blood. Like he's he knows a brutal. So he just rap did a really artist. shitty version of the Ten Crack Commandments by Biggie Smalls, but a very good version. Check it out. The Ten Pimp Commandments. Oh, that's the Twelve Pimp Commandments, I think. So, uh, and there's like, it's, it's great. I love Necro, but it's, yeah, you can't, it's, it's sexist. It is I super. organically came across a Vinnie Paz lyric the other day and I was like, well, I'm not using this because Tom. I love stuff. him. If I could get, I want to get Necro on the show. And he said, I got to get more followers on TikTok. We've talked numerous times. He's like, you got 25,000 followers on TikTok. Could you help me get my TikTok up? And then he got banned. <laughs> It's like, you know, he's back. Like, well, man, I can't fucking... So he's got to get more followers, because clearly you're the superior one in this situation. <laughs> you guys should rap together, and then everyone's career will be I over. I know. And Mr. Hyde's been on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, Mr. Hyde's been on. You can come on. So uh, obviously he was jealous of the many men who kept arriving, right? And like, you know, all these strangers. He's like, what the fuck are all these guys? He's like, he's like just pissed, like fucking digging up the hog pen, all the shit and piss. <laughs> from the, and it's like, God damn it. I, I, that's my pussy. <laughs> However, much. when he was yeah, introduced to the Andrew, uh, Bell's new husband to be, he made a scene and Bell did fire him on February 3rd, 1908. He's like, what the fuck? He'd be like, hey, Andrew, you know, I've been eating that fucking pussy for like a year straight, right? I've been banging the shit out of her. How do you like my sloppy seconds, motherfucker? Yeah, as he's like leaving, he's just giving the finger. Go ahead, the fucker. I did. I did it many times. You never make her come. Like I can make her come. Bell's new. Yeah, so this is crazy. A few days later, Andrew was gone, and Bell appeared to be at the bank to make an additional fucking twelve hundred dollar deposit. Sure. See, and again, that's why crazy. I feel like. Ray had nothing to do with this because if he had something to do with it, he'd have been like, "I'm just gonna go lay low for a little bit because she's gonna fucking kill." We'll this get to it fine. later, but supposedly he did. She did say some shit to him. So shortly after, obviously firing Ray, she presented herself at the Laporte uh, County Courthouse, declaring that her former employee was not right in the mind and was a menace to the public, almost to huh, maybe lead up for a patsy? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Somehow That's she convinced local authorities to hold a Sandy hearing and Ray was pronounced sane and released. What a fucking bitch. He's probably like, I still love you though. Okay, I just I just want you to know. He did. That's the thing is that he was so fucking infatuated with her. He kept hanging around the fucking farm. It's like I just want you to know. I, st I still I still love you. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care that you got me in trouble. I still want. I that feel like he was American. Snatch. <laughs> I know. I just I, he's everyone's Norwegian in this story. <laughs> Gunnis was back a few days later uh, and complained to the sheriff that Ray had visited her farm and argued with her, and obviously posed a threat. And they had uh, uh, Ray arrested for trespass. He's like, I miss your sweet sweet pussy, Bella. I miss it. Which is crazy, because think about it, Tom. If you or I had a fucking hog farm that yeah. we were dumping suitors in, yeah, would you go to the cops for anything? Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, she, but she's trying to pose the story so it doesn't get looked at her because I believe that she was skeptical this entire time. She always had fingers pointing at her because of the deaths that or surrounded her, the tragedies. Well, small towns gossip a lot, yeah, yeah. And if you have that many bodies around you, I don't think anyone's going to be like, nah, you're totally on the up and up, it's fine. Yeah, so uh, obviously, uh, despite the arrest, Ray returned again and again to see her. He's like, he's doing the whole scene with the radio over his head. <laughs> like I Don't love say you. anything he's pulling a John Cusack. Yeah. Uh he confided to a neighboring farmer on one occasion, Andrew won't bother me no more. We fixed him for keeps. So who knows? He did know something, I have a feeling. But for uh, Andrew well, Did he know something or did he just know. get drunk and fucking brag about it? Yeah, but you know, Andrew's because, brother, uh Azale, uh A S L E. Azale. Do you do you think that it's realistic that this dude, who is known to be a loudmouth at the bars, yeah. may have been, you know, people being like, wow, dude, you got dumped by Bell Gunnis? That's, that's fucking low, you piece of shit, even for you. And he's like, no, no, uh, no, I, uh, I, uh, I, she, you know what? I took care of him. I did to try yeah. and save face. Well, obviously, with uh, Andrew's brother, like, it was far from over. Like, he saw something and they were supposed to be they sent letters back and forth and andrew sent a letter back or andrew's brother sent a letter uh, azale 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 oh yeah what was how do you pronounce his fucking name a-s-l-e that's literally azale 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 that's how i pronounce it whatever fucking i, I everyone knows if you're listening to this i hate pronouncing shit and uh, so it's because they were saying letters back and forth, like Andrew's brother, Azale, and her. Azale Higley. Azale. 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 Yeah. And yeah. His, his brother was like pissed. Something's up. No. Something's and he said, up. and he said, he's like, I, he said a letter back saying, I don't believe you. Yep. Like, I don't believe you. Well, I want to know where my brother is. And she was like, uh, and he's like, I'm coming to see you kind of shit. And she was like, oh, I'll help you find him. I'll help you. So he asked, because uh, she said that he had sent her a letter basically just saying he's leaving and going to do whatever. Yeah. And then the brother was like, send me that letter. And then she blamed it on Ray. She's like, no, Ray stole the letter because she also told the sheriffs that Ray had stolen a fence post. <laughs> Why? Because he was <laughs> he was a heartbroken lover and he just wanted her attention. She's so like, so like, digging it up post. and then runs away. And he's like, yeah. fuck you. This is mine. I put this fence post in. It's <laughs> yeah. mine. Fuck oh, you, Belle. I love you. Every fucking bitch. Every day she sees like another fence post guy's like, hey, you don't have no fence. She's like, if you want a fence again, let me know and I'll put it in. But they also talked about how Ray was apparently pissed at her over a wage dispute. I'm sure. So maybe he's just like, bitch, you don't pay me. I'm undoing the work <laughs> I did. I'm gonna uneat that pussy. Ah. I just figure him like running away like a little bitch. Like, ah. it's my fence. Ah. No. <laughs> Goddess responded that obviously that you no, know, if he comes to look for his brother, that she would help, and uh, she would actually pay for, um, and that uh, that Azale should pay for her efforts. Now, you could pay me to help you look. I'll totally help you look for your dead brother. I mean, your uh, runaway brother, and but you got to pay me to do it because my time isn't free. You piece <laughs> of shit. Next, Bell presented herself to a lawyer in Laporte named M. E. Uh, Telling him that she feared for her life and her children, and Ray, she said, had uh, threatened to kill her and burn down her house. Oh, funny. She wanted to make out, uh, you know, this case of, you know, she supposedly made out a case and went through, like, his threats, supposedly, but 
No, she wanted to make a will. Yeah. So she was basically like, hey, if anything oh, were yeah. to happen to me, because he threatened to burn down my house, and, you know, I want to make everything go to my children. But if my children also die, give yeah. all of my money to the Norwegian group home. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, so in February 1908, Bell hired another man named Joe Maxson to help her on the farm. <laughs> a couple months later, Maxson awoke in the early hours of April 28, 1908, Smelling smoke in his room on the second floor of the Gunnis house. So can we just take a moment to appreciate that this man has the easiest to pronounce name? Joe Maxson. Maxson. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's the one name on the show that we're like, Joe Maxson. There's no contest in this. Yeah, yeah I'm t- I just don't. I'm not like I can pronounce a lot of shit. I, I can read. OK, everybody, I can read. You names can? are just fucking hard because especially if they're like foreign names, like I don't know how they pronounce it in other places. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just. I just guess uh, how my stupid and I didn't. I hated French. I didn't want to learn fucking French. I literally, my teacher was like, "I'll pass you if you just shut the fuck up." So, oh, God, that's a good teacher. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Can I just come in stoned? Yeah, I was stoned Sweet. all the time. I used to make a ruckus, and he was like, "I'll I'll give you a fucking C or even a D if you just shut the fuck up." I was like, all right. He's like, I'll give you a 60 if you just <laughs> shut the hell up. 65 is passing. Give me a 70 and I won't I won't make a peep. Okay. Uh, so, he slam- so supposedly, right? Um, and uh, so the, he smelt smoke. He opened the hall door to a sheet of flames and screamed Gunnis' name. Bell! And, Bell! and those of her children but got no response. He slammed the door. And then in his underwear, leaped from the second story fucking window, barely surviving the fire that was closing around him. Man's got balls, bro. He was like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm out of there. He raced down the town to get help. By the time they arrived, the house was already smoking in ruins. And it's crazy because back then, this is not like your average firefighters. These are motherfuckers on horse and carriage with like a... No, it's a, it's a hook and ladder. So it's, it's a yeah. cart and buggy. Yeah. And people had buckets that they would fill with water. There weren't fire hydrants. It wasn't a tanker full of water. Yeah. It was hook and ladder. So you're literally... Bunch of big ass poles to try and pull the burning shit off and just douse in buckets yeah. at this fucking thing. And they didn't have, uh, they didn't have, uh, you know, they didn't have Bob, Bob McKenzie pissing on the fucking fire. <laughs> I gotta take a leak so bad I can taste it. Shout, Shout out, out to, to our, our Patreon, uh, Patreon episode. Yeah. Motherfuckers, go pay for that. Three bucks a month, you can hear Unreal Reviews. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming for the Patreon, everybody. Uh, sleepaway Camp, Got yes. Strange Brew. Oh, there's a lot of stuff coming. You guys uh, you guys are missing out if you're not on the Patreon yet. Got some sweet, raw episodes where yes. we're just dumb. Yeah, when you can see me fall over drunk as shit for the St. Patty's Day special. Uh, that is never is hasn't been aired. Uh, it's only on the Patreon. Four bodies were found inside the house, and the headless corpse of a woman and three children. On the site was Sheriff uh, County Sheriff Albert Schmutzer, Smutzer, <laughs> Albert Schmutzer, <laughs> who heard about Ray's alleged threats and uh, taking the grizzly uh, taking in the grizzly scene. He immediately concluded that the fire was no accident, but rather arson and murder. And he sent two of his deputies to uh, digging through the debris uh, and, you know, find the, maybe the, the head of the, the corpse. But uh, no, two other arrests um, were sent to others you're, to you're arrest skipping Ray. ahead a little bit there, Chief. Why? What do you mean? Uh, you just said just the head of the corpse. So you didn't even mention the fact that there were the children's bodies were found. I'm probably getting uh, there. Oh, well, you're, you're mentioning the head. 
No, I said they they went to look for the, the through the debris to like they're searching like where's this head? Why is the head missing? So they go uh, the two other like deputies went search it's like sifting through all the rubble and was like looking like where's this where's this fucking mysterious head? Why would she be missing a head? It's fucking strange. So when a former handyman was brought in, he denied having anything to do with the fire, claiming that he was not even near the farm when the blaze occurred. However, a neighbor boy said he had seen Ray running down the road from Bell's house just before the structure engulfed in the flames. But so, it was the other guy. No, that's the thing is that, yeah, it was the other guy because Ray had an alibi. Yeah. Ray was off fucking a 70-year-old black woman. Was he really? Yes, and that's I the problem no is that he had an airtight alibi for the shit that happened at the time. He's like, no, I was off getting my dick wet. Yeah. Well, sandpapery and dry because she's 70, and I assume there was That's no. crazy. He was fucking a um, seven-year-old black woman. And he's yeah, like, and I was that, running from the Ku Klux Klan, okay? I was well, running. That's the problem <laughs> is that you would think that him having an airtight alibi would be like, oh, well, it's not him. But because of how fucking racist this country is, yeah. especially back then, they were like, you... I'm sorry, you were having sex with a black woman? Well, you're automatically going to jail because we don't like you anymore. It's true. At first, investigators believed that the bodies, the body is to be Belle Gunnis and her three children. Myrtle, age 11, uh, and then Lucy, age 9, which I'm guessing is uh, these two. Yeah, so the there were persons. there were a few people found, there were a few cor- corpses Sad found, and that's what I was talking about, us jumping ahead, because we didn't even talk about the corpses. <sighs> so we should get into those now. Yes. Um, so, and Philip, age five. Supposedly, were the three bodies. Yes. And uh, doctors had measured the remains, and yes. making allowances for the neck and head, they said that the corpse was of a woman who stood five feet, three inches tall, and weighed no more than 150 pounds. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Belgunis was about six feet tall and weighed closer to 300 pounds. I'm so curious, after watching the docs that I did and stuff like that, who the fuck is the chick? Like, who's... Well, here's I'm, the thing, the, okay. The, the woman's so, body, did she dig it up from a fucking gravesite or something? Here's the picture... So weird. ...of the head. And the head... Uh, the mouth looks kind of like Bell's. She's Ready? like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to find the, the best looking uh, head. And that's probably what she went for. But why was the head, when did they find the head? I don't know. I didn't know about this until today. Oh, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. That looks like her fucking mouth. That's fucking scary looking, man. But, so, they, they couldn't, they never found the head, from my understanding, so maybe that's something else entirely. Yeah, it said that they never found the head, so it, she but was they like, did if find they don't find the face, uh, it doesn't fucking matter. They found her bridge work, her dental records, and that they didn't find that until well after they started finding the bodies did she the break floor. her teeth and then fucking put them in? She basically, so the, the, the theory that I subscribe to is that she ripped, because the dentist was like, yep, that's my work. Um, where, where, let me find, I have the, oh, that's so, so Gunnis dentist, Dr. Ira P. Norton said that if the teeth and dental work of the headless corpse had been located, he could definitely ascertain if it was her. Yeah. Uh, uh, a miner was hired to build a sluice. So he was, he was known as Klondike. <laughs> he was an old timey miner prospector. And he said, I'm going to find some goddamn gold in this here for I'm sure. And, uh, he eventually found bridge work, which consisted of two canine teeth. The roots were still attached. Yeah. Porcelain teeth and gold crown work in between. And the dentist That's said crazy. It, she would have had to have ripped her own teeth out in order 
to pull the bridge out and fake her death. And basically, mind you, this is after they've already started digging up yeah. pits and finding body after body, including her adopted daughter and many other people, including uh, Andrew. Yeah. Because he was, he was found uh, by, you know, and um, the only the other thing is that was weird about that is uh, Lamphere was wearing his overcoat. So I think maybe Gunnis might have given him that and been like, I can't pay you today, but I found this wonderful coat that I think you'd like. Andrew left it when he left, so you can have it. It's probably about $300 worth, <laughs> so I'm going to need you to go ahead and go down on me for another three hours and, to pay it yeah. off. And they, like, obviously this drew in all the people from the town, and I got to say, we're looking at the photos right now. What brickwork, man. Beautiful Not brickwork. Just it is beautiful brickwork. Not just people from the town, but people from all over the state would just fucking show up and come check this out. Because it was the so huge, crazy. it was the biggest piece of news. Yeah. And it was, like I said, coming off the tails of H.H. Holmes. So it's like everyone was just obsessed. And people would bring their kids. Like, people were selling fucking cotton candy and pie and lemonade and all this other bullshit there. Like, it was like a fair type thing in certain ways. Look how dope days. they used to dress, though, man. It's so fucking cool. Everyone's, like, dressed up in suits and, like, little bowler hats. And just, like, it looks so cool, man. I wouldn't want to live in that time era, but, man, the way they dressed was pretty cool. It's, like, upstanding. Like, it's just, like, it's more elegant, you could say, I guess. It's not, though, because... When you have even probably. homeless people wearing these things, you can still distinguish because some of them are dirty and some of them are not. Yeah, I'm it's wearing a hat fashion. that looks like fucking something Charlie Chaplin would wear. It's all no. You're down. wearing a hat that looks like you've never had sex in your entire life, and you look like you live in your mother's basement. You look yeah. like a fucking incel, and I say that with love. <laughs> Burn that hat. <laughs> That's my grandfather's hat. And he died in this, and then I took it from his grave. It probably looked fantastic on your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, my grandfather was a jazz singer. He had the fucking voice for it. And I wonder if I'm a rapper, so. That hat looks like it's way too fucking small. It is. I was like, when I put this on, I was like, how big was Poppy's head? Like, I was like, did he just, like, oh, my God. Like, I, I'm like, you see my forehead? Like, it fucking yeah. hurts. Yeah, dude. Oh, you, oh I, it's not a pop when you pulled it off. <laughs> it's, oh. it doesn't. So it is weird because Andrew's brother, like, was convinced it was foul play. And when he when he went to the I ruins of the Bell's why. home, yeah, I wonder why he went to the Bell's home. He watches the man digged for her head and turned up eight men's watches. Supposedly. Yeah, so apparently that was why her wouldn't trophy. she take it? She took the watches because that was her trophy. You know how all serial yeah. or most serial killers take trophies from their what? victims. What? That's weird. Yep. A sword, a uh, sword of bones, human teeth instead, and uh, searched through the property. Um, actually supposed to be on his own. He probably waited till the cops left and was like, I'm going to look for this my fucking self and shouted to the men to start digging in the rubbish hole that was located near Bell's hog pen. So it was Andrew's brother, uh, Isael or whatever, that actually told them, hey, you need to start looking elsewhere because I, and he probably, as everyone was focused on the house, he probably went towards the hog pen and like kind of kicking around and like, I was starting to see some shit and she's a strong woman. So she's, you know, maybe you fucking maybe she's maybe she's only digging fucking four feet and like you know she's like, she ain't she ain't digging too much. I don't think she was digging shit. You think fucking Ray was? She probably had yeah. She probably had <laughs> Lamphere dig. Stuff. Hey Ray, can you dig these holes? What are they for? Um, they're just for the dead hogs that we can't use for their meat. You know, it, it just make them human size, like maybe like six feet. Um, six feet wide, six feet deep, just something like that. Like, I'll be fine. It's like, all right, I love you. <laughs> Fuck off, Ray. <laughs> and then, so obviously, it was pretty crazy. So, 
And uh, as they began turning the earth, they found four bodies, all of them skillfully sliced apart and wrapped into oilcloth. One of the bodies belonged to Andrew. He's like, there's my fucking brother. I fucking knew it this entire time. And it's fucking crazy that she obviously was a skilled butcher. She did do some of her own butchery. And she would uh, imagine her like just mutilating all these bodies. That picture that we showed in the beginning that we thought was Belle is actually Jenny Olsen. That's so sad. The fact that the children died during this is fucking sad. That she just murdered fucking children. And she murdered more back in the other fucking time. She murdered... She's a fucking piece of shit. So then Joe Maxson came forward with information that could not be ignored. He told the sheriff that Bell had ordered him to bring in loads of dirt by wheelbarrow to a large area surrounding by a high-wired fence where the hogs were fed. Maxson said that they were deep depressions in the ground covered by dirt. These filled holes... Bell t- had told Mace, uh, Maxim that contained rubbish. <laughs> it's, just, it's just garbage. And she wanted the ground to be made level, so he filled in the depressions. And at the same time, several farmers who had traveled past the farm at that night reported having seen Bell digging with the shovel in the hog pen. And the thing well, is, too, her. why would she not feed the bodies to the pigs? They go through bone like butter. Because maybe... I mean, I'm sure she probably did feed some of the bodies to the yeah. pigs, but that's that's the whole thing of her being like 40, you know. But maybe yeah. she maybe she reserved the bodies for people that she had a certain contempt for or a yeah. certain reverence for, maybe. Yeah, Sheriff Smutzer uh, then took a dozen men back to the farm again to dig, and on May 3rd, 1908, the diggers unearthed the body of Jenny Olson, who also vanished in December 1906, and they find they found small uh, b- bodies of two unidentified children. Pretty crazy. And yep. as the days progressed, the gruesome work continued. One body after another body was discovered in Bell Gunness's hog pen. Those that could be identified... All right, let's get into it. But Budsburg of Ohio, um, and Thomas had left. Thomas uh, Lindboy, Lindboy, uh, had left Chicago and had uh, worked to hire hired as a like a man to work on the farm with Bell three years uh, earlier. Henry Gerholt of Scandinavia, Wisconsin. Scandinavia? What? There's a Scandinavia, Wisconsin. That's fucking weird who had gone uh, to wed her a year earlier, taking 1500 bucks with him. Uh, a watch corresponding to one of the belongings of Andrew, another Andrew, was found at the body. You have Olaf from Chicago, Joe Moe, <laughs> not Joe Moe, John Moe of El- Elbow Lake, Minnesota. So crazy. And, um, and then you have another Olaf. Jesus, all these Olafs, man. Olafs and Andrews, man. Age 35, another guy from Wisconsin, Benjamin Carling uh, of Chicago, was last seen by his wife. So this guy is, like, cheating. In 1907, after telling her that he was going to Laporte to secure an investment with a wealthy widow, he's like, I actually secretly want to fuck her, and I want her money. Maybe not, though. Maybe that was just another another scam that he fell for. Because maybe, I'm sure Bell wasn't always being like, come knock the dust off my pussy. (laughs) I'm sure sometimes probably, because like, there was a dude that was supposedly an unknown man from uh, Montana whose body was, or his body wasn't found, but he was said, he told people at the hotel that he was saying that he was going to sell her uh, his buggy and some horses, and they found the horse and buggy at her farm. 
He had uh, with him uh, supposedly a thousand dollars in borrowed monies, uh, money from several investors. In uh, yes, there's so many, so unidentified bodies and unsolved mysteries that would emerge from these ruins would make headlines across the Midwest. More reports of missing men began to pour from surrounding Midwestern states, and relatives began to appear from all over the region to claim bodies. Like, okay, my husband went missing, my brother went missing. It's just like maybe they're here. And which would be crazy because I'm sure there was hundreds of people being like, my long lost son, I don't know where he went. It's like some old decrepit lady. All of them told of a lonesome brothers, uncles, cousins, answering bells, supposedly her ads. And, and they're searching for their family members. And they took with them their life saving stuff in their pockets. So obviously not proven, but... The, maybe the additional victims was Christy uh, Helivik of Dorve, Wisconsin, sold his farm and came to the port in 1906. Charles? C-H-A-R-E-S. Charles? Charles. Charles. A 28-year-old Scandinavian immigrant who lived in Philadelphia told his friends he was going to vi- vi- uh, visit Gunnis and never came back. Fucking, he took with him 500 bucks. John McJunkin, that's a great name. John H. McJunkin is literally his they name. They call me John McJunkin on account of my giant cock. <laughs> so Pittsburgh left his wife. A lot of guys that have left their wives to go inquire about this rich lady. In December 1906, after corresponding with uh, the Laporte woman, uh, Olaf Jensen, anu- that's a third Olaf. That is the third <laughs> Olaf, okay? What a popular name for Norwegians. Uh, Norwegian immigrant of Carl, Indiana, wrote his relatives in 1906. He would marry a wealthy widow in Laporte. So it all connects. It all connects. Bert Chase of Indiana sold his butcher shop to his friends that he was leaving to, you know, correspond with a, a wealthy widow. And he was going to go look her up, and his brother received a telegram, supposedly from Alberdeen, South Dakota, claiming that Bert had been killed in a train wreck. And his brother investigated and found the telegram was fictitious. It wasn't even mm-hmm. real. So fucking crazy. And there's so many. A hired man named George Bradley of Illinois is also a, supposed to be gone, missing after meeting with the widow of three children in but October that's why we have the unconfirmed that it's possibly Oh, my 40. God. M- uh, Emily Tell, a Swedish, a Swede, a Swedish uh, guy from Kansas, uh, allegedly have gone in 1907 to Laporte. Lee Porter <laughs> of Bartonton, Oklahoma, separated from his wife and told his brother he would marry a wealthy widow at Laporte. There's so many guys, so many people. It's so fucking crazy. Johnny Hunter, uh, Pennsylvania. Don't even try and pronounce that fucking city in Pennsylvania. Don't I'm not do it. Dequesin, dequesinies. <laughs> After telling his daughter he was going to marry a wealthy widower or widow in, I guess a widower is a man in North uh, Indiana. George Williams of Wapawalapin. Wapawalapin. And Ludwig Stoll of Mount Jaeger also left their homes to marry in the. Abraham place. Phillips, a real man of Bur- Burlington, West Virginia. Yo, there's so many people that she probably did murder. Mm hmm. Oh, so crazy, man. It, it, it's such a fucking crazy case and that she got away with it for as long as she did. 
And then on May 22nd, 1908, Ray was tried for the murder and arson, and he pleaded innocent to all charges. His defense hinging on uh, supposedly, you know, the body was never found of Bell. And the crazy thing is, um, obviously, there, there was the evidence that built up. Uh, they, they never really found her head. And Ray was found guilty of arson, but, n- but was acquitted of murder. He was mm-hmm. acquitted. On uh, November 26, 1908, he was sentenced to two, 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 two years to 21 20. years in state prison in Michigan City, Indiana. And he died there of tuberculosis on December Less 30, than a year later. 1909. Tuberculosis was uh, crazy. Um, considering I'm watching um, uh, right now, and this it kind of ties in because it's the time error, right, and stuff like that. Is uh, in the tuberculosis plays a role in the last season of um, Peaky Blinders because so it's, it's so rapid. There's one thing that I uh, I found as well, and this comes to us from mysterious uh, and unsolved stories. Yeah, and it's uh, on January 14th, 1910, the Reverend E. A. Shell came forward with a confession that Lamphere was said to have yeah. made to him while the clergyman was comforting the dying man. In it, Lamphere revealed Gunnis's crimes and swore that she was still alive. Yeah. Lamphere had stated to the Reverend Shell and to a fellow convict, Harry Myers, shortly before his death, that he had not murdered anyone, but that he, that he had helped Gunnis bury many of her victims. When a victim arrived, she made him comfortable, charming him and cooking a large meal. She then drugged his coffee. Yeah. When the man was in a stupor, she split his head with a meat chopper. So fucked. Sometimes she would simply wait for the suitor to go to bed, then enter the bedroom by candlelight and chloroform her sleeping victim, much like that one guy who got away. Yeah. A powerful woman, Gunnis, would then carry the body to the basement, place it on a table, and dissect it. She then bundled the remains and buried these in the hog pen and the grounds about the house. Bell had become an expert at dissection thanks to instruction she had received from her second husband, the butcher Peter Gunnis. Yeah. To save time, she sometimes poisoned her victims' coffee with strychnine. She also varied her disposal methods, sometimes dumping the course into the hog-scalding vat and covering the remains with quicklime. Lamphere <laughs> even stated that if Bell was overly tired after murdering one of her victims, so if she really had to go for the gusto with it and just, yeah. you know, brutalize him, she merely chopped up the remains and in the middle of the night threw them to the hogs. Yeah, and, and had the meat because uh, if you've seen the movie, I think it's Snatch, right? They go through bone like butter. That's what Brick Tops from Snatch. I or is that fucking lock- love that movie. Brick Tops from Snatch, right? Yes, not Brick Tops from Snatch, not Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay. But they're both Guy Ritchie films, and they're both fantastic. My fa- two of my favorite films. I have lots of favorite films. Two of my favorites, and they will probably be covered. I think we should cover those two films on an Unreal Review for the Patreon listeners. Maybe we just can do that. Over, just do them both and because they're both so good. Actually, maybe do them separately because I love those movies. So, yeah, they both deserve their own episode. Uh, check out our Patreon for that. Yeah. So, the handyman also cleared up the mysterious question of the headless corpse. Um, he said that Gunnis had lured this woman from uh, Chicago, yeah. trying to hire her as a housekeeper. Okay, here we go. She did it when she was figuring out all this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to paraphrase this article now. Uh, she had drugged her, bashed her in the head, decapitated the body, took the okay. head, threw it in a swamp, chloroformed the children, smothered them to death, dragged their small bodies along Holy with the headless shit. corpse to the basement. She dressed the corpse in her clothes, took off her, took out her false teeth, placing them beside the headless corpse to assure it being identified. She then torched the house and fled. Lampfear helped her, he admitted, but she had not left by the road where he waited for her after the fire had been set. She had betrayed her one-time partner in crime in the end by cutting across open fields and then disappearing into the woods. So basically, it's thought that Lampfear, she probably was like, hey, help me with this. I'm rich. You and me can get the fuck out of here. We can keep fucking. Yeah. I ain't got no kids no more. It's not even a thing. We're just going to, it's going to be fuck central. And uh, 
and you'll come with me. And then she just fucking dipped. Well, yeah, because the investigators have previously checked her bank accounts, and though a small amount was remaining, one of her savings accounts, the money in all of her accounts had been completely withdrawn shortly before the fire, suggesting the evil woman had created an elaborate hoax and evaded the law. And it's crazy because over the next several decades, Belle Gunnis was allegedly cited in various cities across the nation. As late as 1931, Bell Gunnis was reported alive living in Mississippi town where she supposedly owned a great deal of property and lived her life as a prominent citizen. Another report does suggest that she has been uh, living as a woman named Esther Carlson, who was arrested in Los Angeles, California for poisoning uh, August Lindstorm, a Norwegian American man on February 9th, 1931 for his money. And two people who had known Bell Gunnis claimed to recognize her from photographs, um, which is weird, but the identification was never proven, and Carlson died on May 6, 1931. Well, no, it was Washington after the fact, according to, again, according to Hell's Princess by, by Schechter, it was uh, disproven later, because they, yeah. they basically, after she died, went through her entire life yeah. and were like, nope, she was here when Bell was here. So they're not the same person. Well, and yeah, and I don't believe she was. Uh, obviously, in the belief that the headless corpse, in fact, was Bell Gunnis, the remains were buried next to Bell's first husband, Mad Sorison, at the Forest Home Cemetery in For- uh, Forest Park. And uh, it's crazy. So uh, we'll get into our thoughts in a second. But on November 5th, 2007, with permission by descendants of Bell's sister, fucking crazy, the headless body was exhumed from the grave by a team of forensic anthropologists and Graduate students from the University of Indianapolis in Indianapolis. How do you fucking say that? Indianapolis. 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 Um, to learn her, for her true identity, it was initially hoped that it would seal maybe the uh, the idea that Bell, you know, and was later found that the victim's DNA compared to that of the body. Unfortunately, the DNA is still a mystery. But so they say that Bell didn't know how to save money. Okay, she did not know how to save money. What are you talking about? She didn't know how to save money. They said that her fortune is worth, in, at least for 2012, about $6.3 million. What? Yeah. Because she had $250,000 through her murder schemes over yeah. the years. For those days, it says a huge fortune for those days, about $6.3 million in 2012. Well, uh, I heard that she, she blew through her money, that she didn't know how to save it. I... I don't know. I'm willing to bet she didn't trust banks and she just didn't put it in there. Maybe. From the docs, that, the one doc that I watched, they presume that they thought, you know, maybe that she went through all of her money, right? And that she probably lived as a poor woman on the streets for the rest of her lives. The rest of her life. Well, there's also the thought that she was robbed and murdered on the road for carrying that much cash with her. Do you think that's what happened? A lot of people do. Yeah, I heard that I heard that she could have just been a street urchin and just like just was on the streets and I don't know that Belle would have ever you know fallen that far. I feel like she was manipulative enough that she would have found her way in somewhere. Not when she's starting to look frumpy as fucking all hell's loose, man. She What are you talking about? She always looked frumpy. I guess you're right. But why did men want her so bad? Money? Oh man, look at those frogs. She had frog lips. Like she could, she 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 could garble a, a good old eight inch dick. She she could easily do it. It's like no no gagging involved. Crazy crazy I have no comment. Yeah, crazy case. Oh my god, so fucking crazy. I did a lot of research into this episode. Actually, it is crazy how she got away with this for so long. And the fact that I mentioned this earlier is that the the cops, the sheriff's department, all that stuff, they felt stupid. 
Uh, they felt like they already looked like a bunch of idiots and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So they did claim, at least to the you know to the press and everything else, that it was Bell's body because they mm-hmm. didn't, at least in the town where they lived at, and then rumors spread because they didn't want to look incompetent because they already did. Well, yeah, they just wanted to look solved. They'd be like, nah, crime solved. We figured it out. And how many times this fucking happened? And we'll see this later. It still happens. It no, still happens every time. That's what I'm saying. Day. We will see this later and later in all the time on Strange Brew podcast episodes. We'll see every going forward in the future of our true crime that we get into. You'll see this time and time again where cops are like, nah, I'm fucking, we look stupid. We look incompetent. Let's stop. And I'm I'm sorry. I don't I, I don't care if we lose followers for this, but fucking ACAB. Yes, all cops. Yeah. Uh, what? All cops are bastards? All cops are bastards. Yeah. Um, I personally, coming from an uncle that was lieutenant of Toronto, and I've said this story before, and got arrested for harassing my aunt. He left a woman. He left uh, my. He left a fucking chick. He left my aunt for her best friend and then harassed her and got arrested for it. And I heard. Ray, uh, I shouldn't say his name, but Ray Meach, Lieutenant of Toronto Police, now fucking arrested. I heard it on CT Talk 1010, which is a Toronto news station. And you know what? And he was an asshole to me, always hated me. And the things you see as cops does fuck with your head, and it made him an asshole. But the thing I'm is, sorry, do not give you know that. Do you, yeah, do you not know that you're going to see some fucked up shit when you sign up for the yeah, job? That's your if you're not job. mentally stable enough to fucking handle it. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah, and, and if you're ever going to a school shooting, you might as well wait outside for an hour. Dude, that's... Okay, so I don't even want to get fucking started on that <laughs> shit. So there's a couple things that happened with that. One, they uh, there was a, a, a ruling that basically said cops have no fucking... I heard that, too. ...legal obligation to go in when that shit happens, which is like, okay... What do we pay you for? What, what, you what fucking for? purpose do you serve? Yeah. And then that... And then the whole... The um, mom? The yeah, mom that went in? Yeah, would, cop, yeah, well, they were they were actively threatening to arrest people, and they were detaining people for trying to go in to save their fucking yeah. kids. And we will. You get are into this. useless. Yeah. Hang up your badge yeah. and fucking shoot yourself. The thing is, we will get I, into. I take that back. Don't shoot yourself. Okay. I don't advocate suicide okay. for anybody. Yes. But we will. We will be getting into um, some shootings. Uh, what we have yet to cover is mass killings and sex dungeon style true crime, which eventually I do want to get into. Uh, Billy specifically wants to do that fucker from um, uh, f- from Austria. And he's actually, Billy's interested in that case, the one where he married his own daughter. Ugh. You, what case you, is that? You know who No, I don't is? know what you're talking about. I'm sure if you mentioned it, I'd probably like know about it in my, my true crime fucking Fritzl. bullshit. But... Fr- Fr- oh, yeah, Fritz. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, so Billy, but we I want to start diving into stuff like that. We have a lot of talks to do some really fucked up cases. We are getting to that that bridge where now we have to cross and go into some very crazy true crime. And we're going to be covering a lot more Canadian serial killers because there is much more than people really think that there is. Um, I'm really excited for it. I love diving into true crime. Every time we do it, my balls are wet. Like, I'm, like, super excited. Uh, I enjoy talking about true crime a lot, and we will be doing a lot of crazy extensive cases. So we we appreciate everyone that is joining, but there will be talks and episodes about uh, mass killings. But for all the listeners, the Patreon is where you're going to get really gritty opinion like style episodes. Me and Anton have yet to do a Stranger Danger episode, which is our rant episode series. On, that's coming soon. And that's coming very soon. And there will be times we're going to talk about our opinions on stuff that we will normally not say 
um, to the mass public that listens to our podcast. Well, obviously, if you're you know a big enough fan to go behind the paywall, you'll get the uncut shit. Yeah, it's there. We're gonna get into some crazy shit soon. And I appreciate everyone that's listened. Uh, we love you guys, and that's the best way to support us. Honestly, it's Patreon's three bucks a month. We have one tier for video episodes. Like we literally have one tier for everything. We have video episodes. You have Strange Danger. You have Strange Streams. You have so many things that we're bringing to you guys uh, for measly three bucks a month. And we appreciate everyone that's already on there. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit coming. There's a lot of stuff coming. Uh, it's we're getting. It's this is now where we're getting. It's getting crazy on Strange Brew. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate everyone listening. If you're fucking rate and review us, as we always say, rate and review us. If you're on YouTube's and stuff like that, make sure to you know leave comments, like likes, yeah, and um, yeah, and uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, iTunes is the best place. Don't forget to check out Reverend Kaiju's House of Trash, yes. which is out now available on all podcast platforms. I figured out the Apple bullshit, what so was it's there. It? Please go leave a five-star review. What was up I'll with the image? Air. I'll tell you off air. Okay. Uh, <laughs> please go leave a five-star review. Uh, give a listen. Yes. Hope you like it. Uh, if you got any ideas for topics, shoot them my way. Fuck it. Also looking for uh, some, if you got a movie you're particularly passionate about or something weird, fucking hit me up. I'd love to have you on. Uh, Invader Daggett underscore TTV. Check it out. I got yes. some sweet new filters. I'm a banana now, yeah, motherfucker. I tuned into Anton last night playing, and I was like, why the fuck are you a banana? And I was pretty I'm high. I'm a laugh. banana. I was laughing at it pretty hard. Um, I'm going to steal that from you and probably do it once or while my streams. But because if, if you do go I'm going to gonna sp- challenge you because eventually man. I'm going to start doing streams and drag. So. Oh, great. That's going to be Fuck interesting. You. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, so, obviously, um, Strange Root TTV, too, if you want to tune into our Twitch. Uh, we have we have a, we have some followers on there. People do tune into our Twitch and stuff like that. You get raw cuts a lot of times and some stuff we have to take down instantly because of the shit we say. Uh, this one will be staying up. But the thing is, yeah, Strange Root TTV, you can see me game horror games. Me and Anton always pop in and out. Like, well, no, those, those, those are not for the public. The Strange Brew games that we play, those are Strange Streams, and those are Patreon yes, exclusives. They are Patreon exclusives. And if you are um, a Twitch follower, you get it for about a week and then it's gone. I'll probably edit that out, but whatever. It's fucking in it. <laughs> bing, no bing. more mushrooms for you on the I podcast. Know, All right. Uh, we love everybody. Um, wait. Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Come right. on. Come on. All right. Stay strange, fuckers. Keep watching the sky. I'm still here because I got nothing else to do. You're an asshole, but I'm getting used to you. I like the fact that you talk incessantly. I got a thing for assholes who tell a good story. I'm still here because I got nothing else to do. You're an asshole, but I'm getting used to you. I like the fact that you talk incessantly. That's why I've got this fine ass hot bitch Mindless, thoughtless, gotta make my cock stiff She's lying awake, her only thought is My hot dick and does God exist You're a raw bitch when you're not the smartest in the bar is Home to you on the weekend You jump naked in the deep end And I'm sleeping awake to my semen On your lips and a bomb hit I leave, start screaming, make you believe that God exists My long dick slapped hard on your clip I'll fuck you in your backyard in bondage Dirty as I get, you're disgusting Fucking every bitch that works for dick Your curvy hips, lure me in First we kiss, then we do it again I'll do your friends if you make me look like a fool again I got no time for a hole looking for a gold mine Hooking the whole time, not looking for no sign For help, well bitch go die in hell You're by yourself, under Leviathan spell Spreading your thighs when I tell You too, you fell for the voodoo You smell like poo poo Who knew you got 
catch yourself in this You're not celibate You got caught in my thoughts and fell for it Manipulation, how I got my fingers in your anus As my dick's invading Your nether regions, I'll leave you forever screaming Pleasure and heavy breathing The dresser from her evening gown I'm God, bitch, don't you see the crown? You're hostage to my penis now You're hostage What an asshole You're such an asshole And open your mouth, I got loads of surprises you don't know about Dress you in clothes, do show off your nice tits and just stroll down the street I know you're proud to be with me, you straddle me Whiskey in the shot glass, I'll get frisky Grabbing your hot ass, you get turned on Listen to me rapping, there's lots of trash Playing too much, my cock's in your ass And I'm just saying what I want, no repercussions And all these hoes that are semen sucking Fucking sluts, when a guy sees them, they start thrusting I'm dark and disgusting, my art is something to die for You'll be my whore that's why I store so much semen So I fuck you and leave you creaming Leave you panting late in the evening What an asshole You're such an asshole Trust this asshole Fucking asshole What an asshole You're such an asshole Trust this asshole Incessantly, I got a thing for assholes who tell a good story. 